everybody, and welcome to Cold Cut, the show where none of us have read the script until you, the viewers at home or wherever you are watching this program. I don't know, maybe you're on the moon, in which case, thank you. And also, I'm really glad that tech has advanced to that point because I didn't know about that. Anyway, none of us have read the script until you at home see us receiving it on screen. It is completely cold reads. We are currently on Hub. Hub is written by Nicole Tuttle-Rob and edited by Mariah Clausen. And Cold Cuts is based on a concept by Declan Grogan. Last episode, another structure, another challenge. Our strangers are once again forced to complete life-threatening challenges. Okay, I just want to say that I really, really, really love the recaps for this story arc. It's about as mysterious as the show actually is. And it makes you go back and watch uh, the previous episodes to hear everything. So I would love to introduce you to all of our actors that you will be watching performing tonight. Up, up first, we have Delton Ingle Sorrel. Hello, Delton. Hello, I'm Delton. Uh, proud to see him. I'm playing pink. How's it going? I love your chat so much. Thank you. He loves himself so much. Uh, Delton. Yes. Meredith. I would like to pose a question to you. I would like to propose a question to you. I just violated Twitch stream guidelines. <laughs> You're an obscene animal. Oh my God. Oh, Thank you, Meredith's cat. Wow. That's going to get us banned. You know that, right? I think that's what he wants. I think that he wants us to get banned so I can pay attention to it. Like, if you're banned, will you fill cats. up my bowl? <laughs> <laughs> if you have a okay. job, can you get me food? <laughs> okay. All right. We're getting off track here. Uh, we'll give him an IMDb page later. Uh, anyway. Just the butthole. Nothing else. Oh. What is this, cats? Like the like the unreleased version of the movie? I've, Stop I've it, derailed Delton. enough. I've derailed enough. Stop it, Delton. Stop it. Oh, we're going to call you D. Raylan Delton. That's All me. right. So, D. Raylan Delton, a question for you and other actors is that last time we, we noticed that, you know, when they completed the first challenge, they mm -hmm. all learned their names. Yes. And this previous episode, the, the most recent episode before this one, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. they, they, uh, Blue found out that she has a brother, which, if this keeps with a pattern, means that everybody is going to remember some degree of detail about their life. Now, yeah. Delton, now that you're in the hot seat. It is smoking. What is, is that what Ace Ventura says? Sure. One of the Jim Carrey movies. Uh, okay, I'm good, I'm good. I think it was the mask, actually. Oh no, you're right. Yeah, it's okay. It's a Jim Carrey movie from the 90s. They all kind of had roughly the same tone. So you can't be, you, you can't be faulted for that. Sure, anyway. Sure. Anyway. Um, anyway. So we've also noticed that Nicole, who is writing this, broke our predicted pattern of everything being in rainbow order. Mm -hmm. So. Thanks. Do you think that everyone remembers siblings and family? Or do you think they all remember just one or two specific details that, that perhaps pertain to why they're in there? And how do you predict that Nicole will break our brains this week? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <coughs> well, let's see. You know, the tricky thing is, I... I the best part about the brain breaking is it's so unpredictable. Like, I didn't think we were going to be doing a period piece Madhouse Carnival slash Spy Games thing last time. And I got thrown around all over the place. And even Pink's brain seems to be breaking a little bit. He didn't solve nearly any of the problems during that thing. And he's supposed to be the smart one. Um, hmm. How is my brain going to be broken this time? Hmm. I think Blue finally gets revealed as uh, the sleeper agent, and the brother's just a—it's a lure. It's a lure. Oh. 
us to, to get us to go where we're like, oh, maybe we can learn about our families. But really, it's just, it's all ploy. It's all <gasps> ploy. Oh my God. I hope I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm real suspicious well, of Blue. There's, there's just only... so much kindness and joy in that person. There's only one way to find out. Mm -hmm. And the next person that we're going to be talking to tonight is Corey Sapienza. And also, your earrings are gorgeous. Very Thank pretty. you. They are bombs with mirrors. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Thanks. Perfect. They are the bomb, as it were. I'm going to see myself <laughs> out. That was ponderful, Meredith. Do no such thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm ashamed of myself. I'm not going to get... I'm not going to get renewed for season two. We're going to uh, replace you with your cat. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I think most people would not mind. And honestly, I would I would be okay with it. I would just retire in peace. Anyway, uh, Corey, same questions. Yes. But now we're going to add, if Blue is not the sleeper agent, who do you think the sleeper agent is? Do you think there even is a sleeper agent? Mm, I don't know. Well, hi, I'm Corey, the he, I play yellow, slash now Jeb. Um, and, oof, I don't know. I definitely think it's going to be, like, a random piece of info. I don't think it would all be family. I feel like that's just, like, almost too convenient in a way if it's, like, we all get to the same thing at the same time again, you know? But maybe not, I don't know. Um, who's the sleeper agent? If not blue, you can't say blue. If not blue. If not blue. Oh, gosh. I don't know. I feel like part of me almost feels like it could be green. Because green is also, like, Ooh. very nice and very sweet. And I just feel like a sleeper agent wouldn't, like, if they're, they're acting to an extent. And I don't think the tactic would be to make people dislike you unless it's that like reverse psychology thing of like they want you to think that they're not because of that but i don't know there's too many possibilities but i'm gonna go with green and stick with that for now you trust me now i made sure of it i know <laughs> you should never ever trust the untrustworthy i know but how do you know the untrustworthy are untrustworthy until you trust them to learn whether or not you trust them before they turn out to be untrustworthy. Exactly. Trust issues. Who's to say? Yeah. <laughs> and this is why we all think your test is going to be labeled trust. <laughs> Ooh. Thank you for giving the writer ideas. Just time to get betrayed. <laughs> what is this, Among Us? Good yes. grief. I hate it. Hate it. Up next, we have Aubrey Poppleton. Hello, Aubrey. Same questions. What do you think is going to happen? Who's to blame? I don't know. Uh, yeah, like, I don't really know at this point. It's like, um, but like, speaking of Among Us, like, uh, when I first started the show, I thought it'd be like Among Us, but like dramatized to like alien level, like horror, which is like what I thought going into the show. Because like all the colors kind of lined up with the Among Us stuff, and then it like completely like was not that, and yeah. But as far as theories, it's like I don't have anything this week. I'm still a little sick. Uh, I guess I didn't introduce myself. Uh, I'm Aubrey. I play Red slash Malachi. Uh, my pronouns are they them. Uh, ADHD scatterbrained. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, Aubrey. Uh, a, we hope you feel better. And B, nothing says that it's not going to devolve into an yeah. Among Us type situation. Just because a dead body hasn't shown up yet doesn't mean that a dead body can't happen. I'm just saying, you're not wrong because we haven't gotten to the end of the story. And also, we haven't seen what happens if they fail a test. I'm just saying. So... Up next, we have Grant Stephen Padrizio. Grant, your yes. question is, because tonight I have decided to go full-blown chaos and ask different people sometimes the same thing, sometimes the different thing. Why? Because I can and I am mad with power. And you did this to me last week. Anyway. I know. <laughs> like I said, I'm probably not going to get renewed for season two because of that garbage pun I made earlier, so I can do whatever I 
what now? <laughs> Power to the puns, I guess. Anyway, your question? Yes. So, Grant. Yes. If someone dies, who dies first? You had to ask me that question. Yeah. I hate it. Um, I pick on you because you're a fellow Paisano. I'm sorry. Mamma mia, fuck the ah! soul on all your houses. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm going just straight up tropish here. Because I I have no like I I do not think about this as somebody could possibly die. Um so if I had to lean exclusively on tropes, I would lean on either blue or yellow because of innate positivity and or comedic value, and they are some of the earliest to go in that situation. Do I want anyone to die? No. But if I had to address the trope, there we go. I I really love and appreciate that you always just yes and everything that I throw at you. Also, yellow is baby. If anything happened to yellow, I would write a very strongly worded letter to Nicole. Uh, yellow is baby and must be protected at all costs. They are well <laughs> we've seen like the last time I called out the writer when they were in chat for this whole thing just being <laughs> they adjusted as we go along to debunk our theories. So Meredith no just sentence yellow to death. <laughs> so potentially <laughs> potentially you just sentenced baby to death. Way to go, Meredith. I just hear the guillotine of the pen hitting the paper. Well, you yeah. are you all you all have your your contracts, so I'm not super worried about anything happening to Yellow until the final episode. Are we gonna do the whole okay? Whose contract was less it's money? Just the ghost of Yellow hanging. We bring out with back us. that joke. Just like... Oh my God! How I many mean, times can we shatter the fourth wall before we even get into an episode? It's I fantastic. Mean, it it could be that everybody has the same level contract, but like yellow only appears in flashbacks after dying. Who knows? You know? Oh no! Like this, all bets are off. Okay. <laughs> and now we're getting that. into flashbacks. Yellow. Uh -huh. Ah! Yellow is a cinnamon roll. I think we can all agree on that, and I think all of us should form a protective ring around yellow to make sure that nothing happens to them. I I will die on the protect yellow hill. As a long, yellow, a, a rainbow ring of yellow around. protection. Yes. Hmm. We appreciate you, yellow, and everything that you bring just to the table. CP, just, Hank will just do all the CPR. It'll be fine. All right. Up next, we have Marissa Catherine, who was implicated as uh, a possible a possible candidate for the betrayer. How do you feel about that? I can definitely see it. I do love a villain. But, I mean, if that worked, that would... That'd be pretty fun because I did just gain everybody's trust and made everyone listen to me. Um, so that'd be kind of cool, but I don't, I don't think so. I really don't. I'm questioning if there's even a sleeper agent in here um, or if we're all just all blind in here. I think that really might be it. If you were a villain in real life, <laughs> What would your strategy be for betraying all of us in this Zoom chat right now? Now, who's to say I'm not a villain in real life? <laughs> Fair. Fair. I'm sorry to have assumed. You know what happens when people assume. I know. So, I don't know. I still feel like I would go with the, like, extreme trust thing that Green's going with. So, you are swaying me back to Green being... Green being the one. Because I would go in and make everybody trust me. We're all about to die and everything landed on her and she saved everyone. Why would she kill everyone in the end? Because she didn't want <laughs> the, the game to be the killer. She wanted to be the killer. She uh -huh. didn't want to give the game masters the satisfaction. So now I yep. don't trust you on two. Now, see, I don't trust you on a story level or on a mm -hmm. mental level. So great job. I appreciate, I appreciate you. Green spotted the traitor. So it takes one to know one. It, it, uh -huh. you know, when you rhyme one with one, it still counts as a rhyme, so it's true. There we go. Oh, right. Up <laughs> next, we have Crystal Lee. So, Crystal. Hi. 
if you were gonna kill someone oh yeah in the story the in the story <laughs> one of these is actors where you're not gonna kill important, any of these important actors distinction. I, don't, yeah. I don't want a call from the fbi all right don't don't do this don't worry so they, no calls if, if blue was going to kill somebody in the story who would it be Wait, and if how I, okay, hold on. and if why? I, if I as Crystal would kill someone in the story or if Blue would kill someone. Blue, Blue would. I don't think Blue Blue's would. looking to kill anybody. Like, Blue, this whole time, Blue's been like, let's work together. Let's not panic. As long as we're, like, you know, a team, everything's going to work out. I do not think Blue would kill anyone. But if Blue absolutely had to, probably Orange, because Orange is the only one who's just like, ah, like, fuck off, everybody's stupid. Why would we? Why are we all so mean to poor Orange? We're not. I'm just Blue would never. I don't think Blue. He did would. kind of start it. Unless it's all, unless it's all like a ruse and Blue's actually evil. Um, but that's also been said so many times. Who knows what'll happen? Uh, but no, I don't think I don't think Blue would kill anyone. That's exactly what someone who would kill someone would say. <laughs> that's yeah. I'm just saying. And <laughs> uh, and as one of the uh, primary initial targets because of all the ripping I was vaguely hearing, I'm watching you. Back uh, at you, buddy. Our our producer would like to say, for legal reasons, this conversation is still part of a performance. Yes, Actors. it is. Yes. There is no no acting, acting, murdering, acting <clears throat> happening. It's called acting, children. Ha <laughs> Oh, thespians. Yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, and good fun. I'm totally. I'm totally acting because in real life I only sleep. Like I just wake up to do this show and then I go back to bed. Like it's That's great. Life, it really is. Like I don't Channel know your inner Snorlax and live your best life. Oh, I, I totally guess. am. So just like skirting close to a Snorlax Patrick Bateman of just like outside of acting, I do not exist. So <laughs> <laughs> So the last actor that I need to introduce to you tonight is our narrator, Emery Chase. Emery, your big yes. question. Can I get a drum roll from everyone? Drum roll for the big question that I'm going to ask Emery, who is our narrator. So how are you doing today, Emery? Uh, I'm, do I'm doing good. It's been a nice Saturday. Happy to hear that. Very Sounds like a, a really nice time. What's the weather like where you are? Fine. I don't know. It's um, I haven't gone outside today, so... Gotcha. I don't really know. <laughs> oh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, so, so who dies and when? And is the narrator an actual character um, that you think is going to emerge later on and just be like, ha, ha, ha? I mean, I hope so. I think that would be cool. Uh, at the very least, I hope I get to play some more side characters. The headmistress was really fun. Um, I don't know. Yeah, narrator is purple. It's true. There's no purple. So... That, but I also feel like Meredith being purple because her hair happens to be purple would like be a really good reveal too. So I don't know about that. Um, I don't know if I think that anyone dies. I, I think I think side characters might possibly die, but I feel like the main crew is like probably gonna make it out alive. Um, but I I do have I don't know if I think this is gonna happen. I kind of do, but I want it to happen. Uh, just because of how much smack Delton has been talking, I, I think that Hank should be Grace's brother because oh. they are the only two, right? So Yellow's a teenager. We know that. And we talked about how Grace was the name of the teacher in the school. So it's kind of implied that that's her. And then Hank is the nurse. And so they're like established as being older than everybody else, assuming that we are looking at like people from that school universe. So it would line up for them to be siblings out of everyone here. And I think it would be really funny. <laughs> uh, my last and final question. Do you think, uh, do you think Nicole is totally fucking with us based on what we say? Oh, probably at least to some degree. I have. I, I, I mean, she basically admitted to that last week, right? So, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> she did. I don't know if we're gonna get the degree to which for anyone out there who also watched the broadcast. I don't know if we're gonna be fucked with to the same extent that Caroline <laughs> fucked with us. But I think we are definitely getting fucked. With. I think it would be I so think it would minor be... cast fucking as opposed to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna let y'all finish that in your heads. See, I, I. I think it would be extremely appropriate because the broadcast started with um, total like mindfuck and then ending on a total mindfuck. Yeah. 
it's just mind fucks all the way down and i kind of love that uh so we are getting close to the time where you receive your scripts so any final words before i unleash hell on all of you what about the chat chat what do you have to say mom you can't scold me for my language scold her don't scold me scold her afterwards this is an r-rated show i can say what i want all right being paid to say what you want at least until season two because i'm still getting fired over that pun (laughs) (laughs) anyway platform could you please send the actors their scripts those of you who are watching us on twitch right now please hit subscribe we are twitch affiliates now and we want you to show us support because we're indie theater and we would uh love to have you be like yeah indie theater that's awesome and actors when you receive the scripts please make sure to give me a thumbs up remember twitch oh oh also twitch chat if you want us to give you a shout out that's that's how you that's how you get a shout out is you you like us and subscribe to us and we'll even we'll even give you like hand hearts who doesn't love hand hearts okay i'm not very good at hand hearts maybe we could do something else <laughs> uh, my mom just texted me um a no, see, um, I, it, just, a, it doesn't look right when I do it. It, it's just, it doesn't. I have the incorrectly shaped hands. It's cute. Um, so my mom just texted all of us a, uh, a, a soap, a mouth, and a monkey with the hands over the ears. Thanks, mom. Okay. Is this you a Christmas story? Meredith's mom, guys. <laughs> Stoling in emojis. A first. Delton, are you... Uh, are you ready to go? Yeah, if, if anyone's going to scold I realized someone... my thumb was out of frame. Yeah, but... it was. Okay, yeah, if anyone's going to learn how to scold their children via emojis, it's an Italian-American mother. All right, let's go. Hub, episode four, Strength, by Nicole Tuttle. Hours slowly passed since their return from the battleground portal. Like every single moment was moving at an achingly glacial pace. After Grace's revelation, the group had parted ways to explore their newly recovered memories alone. Malachi moved carefully across the grassy terrain, dodging the recent addition of trees that now filled in their surroundings. He glanced at his companions as he passed. Eve had climbed a tree, sat on a branch, and held her eyes shut. Hank and Avaris both found trees to rest against, while Jeb laid on their back in the grass each of them looking at the new green band of color that has appeared on their wristbands. Malachi surveyed the area for a moment in search of Grace. After a few moments, he spotted her sitting on the edge of a small drop-off, her feet dangling over the edge. He approached solemnly. Grace. Oh, um, hey! Can I sit with you? Sure thing. Are you okay? Well, do you want the answer I planned on telling everyone, or the truth? (laughs) You never have to hide the truth from me, Grace. I, I, uh... I'm angry. About remembering your brother? About remembering I have a brother, but knowing nothing about him. I, I can't even see his face, Malachi. I don't know his name, I don't know how old he is, I don't even know if we were close. All I know is that he exists, but he's somewhere out of reach. Yeah. I understand the feeling. You remembered someone, too? A mother. I don't recall anyone else, either on purpose, or perhaps she's all I had, or have. Why are they doing this to us? I wish I knew, Grace. It's cruel. They may think giving us these memories is is some kind of reward, but it's not. It's not the gift they think it is. It's just a reminder of what they stole from us. 
Perhaps it's a small blessing. How so? Each time they do something like this, it reminds us who the enemy is. When we finished the last challenge, we saw the portal. We were relieved, as if this was a safe haven, as if this was home. But it's not. We're trapped here just as much as we are in those portals, and it's best that we remember that. I guess you're right. <laughs> you know, you're pretty smart, you know that? I like to think so. But this place has got me feeling quite useless. Yeah, well, we got that in common. Malachi gently placed his hand over Grace's and squeezed. She offered him a melancholic smile before leaning her head on his shoulder. What are we gonna do? The only thing we can do. Survive. <laughs> that sounds familiar. A few hours later, Eve descended from her perch and moved to lay on the ground beside Jeb. This sucks, Eve. Yep. I have parents, apparently. I mean, we all do technically, but I remember I have some. But no matter what I do, I can't remember anything else. But... But? It feels bad. Like something's wrong. What do you mean? It's like there's a dark storm cloud hovering over them. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know what happened, but I think something happened to them. I'm... I'm sorry, Jeb. What do you think they're gonna make us do next? <laughs> Nothing good, I suppose. What did you remember? I've got a huge family, from what I can tell. Feels like countless silhouettes in my memory. And it all feels... overwhelming. You have a huge family. That's nice. Maybe. Maybe they're looking for you. Maybe. Hey, don't tell anyone I told you, but I saw Hank earlier going a little crazy, throwing things, yelling. Whatever he remembers, it's probably not good. Uh, should we talk to him? <laughs> Would it do any good? Did it do any good for you to talk about it? All right. Let's go talk to Hank. The two rose from their positions on the grass and made their way over to the tree that Hank now limply leaned his back against. Hank! Hey! Deb? Are you okay, Hank? That is an unnecessary question. It is obvious from my current state of being that I am most definitely not okay. Wanna talk about it? I do not think it would help. It might. Who did you remember? Hank rose quickly to his feet and took a few large steps away from the others, turning his back to them. Hank, it, it's okay. You don't have to tell us. Yeah, I'm sorry I brought it up. We'll leave you alone. With a shared sad glance, Eve and Jeb turned to leave. I do not remember anyone. The two pause in their tracks and turn slowly back to Hank, whose back is still facing them. I do not remember a family or friends. Nothing. Maybe you just haven't gotten the memory yet. I have a new memory, Eve. It is that I had no one in my life. I'm sure that's not true. <laughs> is it not? I, I feel this space where someone I cared about should be, but there is nothing but emptiness. No one. How is it possible that I was all alone in this life? How is it possible that I have no one? You have us now, Hank. With a sigh, Hank turned towards Eve and Jeb, but as he opened his mouth to speak, his eyes fixed on something over their shoulders in the distance. What is it? I'm afraid we do not have time to discuss this any further. Hank pointed a finger, and Eve and Jeb turned to follow his gaze. There, settled beneath a massive tree, stood a shining portal, a bright orange light emanating from where it stood. Come on, we just got back. Come on, you two. We better get going. Following the maze perfectly. What? Like the good little lab rats we are. Oh. A few minutes later, 
They had all gathered in front of the newest portal, their eyes adjusting to the bright orange light. Strength! <laughs> My kind of portal. A feat of physical strength. That could mean this portal is potentially dangerous. Potentially. As if being dropped in the middle of a war zone wasn't already dangerous. Okay, what's the plan? Complete the damn challenge so we're one step closer to escaping this twisted game. Seems like a logical enough plan. Stick together. Who knows where we're going to be dropped into this time. Only one way to find out. And one after another, they disappeared into the portal. Light, then darkness, then light again. The sounds of a circus filled the air. The loud harpsichord music played a discordant, joyful tune, while crowds laughed and joked together as they walked through the colorful array of entertainment. Food vendors were spread out across the area, and folks dressed in exotic and eccentric ways danced through the crowd. They looked down over their clothing, and they wore colored tracksuits, matching the color of their tunics and wristbands. You've got to be kidding me. What is this place? It's like some kind of fair. It's a circus. What does a circus have to do with strength? Step right up! Step right up! Test your strength with the Hub Circus Gauntlet! Ha! <laughs> got it. So, we have to compete in this gauntlet? <laughs> Seems like it. That doesn't seem too hard, right? Maybe we shouldn't get too confident. These portals haven't been so straightforward. These games are simple. Hammer the bell, knocking down the pins. <laughs> I can win these things in my sleep. We'll be out of here in no time. Let's go. The six of them stepped forward, closer to the barker who stood at the front of a large hedge maze. A sign with the words Hub Gauntlet of Strength, painted in bold lettering, hung proudly above the entrance. You do know that these are notoriously rigged, right? If they, if they are intending to test our strength, why would they rig the activities? Do I look like a hub employee to you? Listen, we know from the last portal that not everything is as it seems. This is about strength, but there may be some situations where we need to use a different kind of strength. Be aware and be careful. And trust each other, okay? We do this together. Come one, come all! The Gauntlet of Strength awaits you! Uh, hello, sir. We would like to enter your gauntlet. Ah! Six new contestants! Welcome, welcome! Now, before we begin, a few rules, a few expectations, and a few words of advice. First, no assisting another player physically. You will be eliminated. I don't like the choice of words there. Couldn't have said disqualified. Second, no skipping a challenge. You must complete them all in the order they appear to you. We expect that anyone can finish this gauntlet if given unlimited time. That's why you will only have one hour to complete your entire round. Well, I'm out. It's okay, Jeb. You can do this. <laughs> you see my biceps. Do they scream strong to you? Well, no, but... Just promise me you'll remember me well when I'm eliminated. We're all going to make it through this. Together. But if it's a competition, I think we all know who's going to come in first. Grace. Grace. We'll see about that. <laughs> oh, come on. This doesn't have to be a contest, okay? Ah, but it does! Because the person who comes in last place will automatically be eliminated from Hub. What did you say? The person in last place will be eliminated. You said eliminated from hub. Did I? Oh, God. Someone's going to get eliminated. This doesn't fit the profile, though. What profile are you speaking of? I've been attempting to create a profile about who our captors are, what they want, what drives them. This doesn't fit. They seem to want to care for us. They so far have allowed each of us to complete the, ta complete the task without winners, or so-called losers. So, the competition aspect of this doesn't fit. Why would they care for us so carefully just to get rid of us? Get because, rid of one of us. Because it's a game of them. 
They're psychotic. They're forcing us to form close bonds by competing together, only to turn us against each other. Put that in your little profile. That doesn't make any sense, though. None of this does, Malachi! Please, stop fighting. Eva's right. We can figure something out. Let's just do the damn gauntlet, okay? A jab. It's fine. I know whatever happens, happens. With quiet steps, Jeb moved toward the gauntlet entrance and sighed as they looked in each of their companions' eyes. Good luck, everyone. And you're off! A quick word of advice. Strength comes in many different forms. You'll do well to remember that. The six of them started darting forward into the maze. The lights and sounds from the active carnival behind them seemed to be entirely absorbed by the tall and daunting hedges. They moved in silence through the dark maze, dashing through the paths quickly and quietly. But despite the melancholic energy surrounding their task, they stuck together, following each other down the various paths until it poured out into an open area. The center of the open area revealed the classic strong-arm game. A tall tower with a bell on its top stood menacingly, casting a shadow across the mall. A hammer sat, leaned up against the frame, waiting. Damn, that thing's about twice as tall as these things are normally. How does it work? I'll show you. With a slight jog, Avaris approached the hammer. His large frame looked small and meek in comparison to the sheer size of this tower. You hit this plate here with this hammer and try to ring the bell. Seems simple enough. Welcome, player one. What the hell? Great, a talking tower. This is fine. This is the strong arm challenge. You will have two chances to try and ring the bell. Each time you ring it, you will receive 50 points. But don't worry. If you do not ring the bell, you will still receive points for the distance. Here is your scoreboard. A small screen that was embedded in the tower's frame lit up. The names of each contestant shown next to a ranking number and a section for points that all currently read zero. Player one, your first attempt. Okay, well, here goes nothing. With a large swing and releasing a guttural grunt, Avaris <laughs> brought the hammer down onto the plate and watched the ball travel up the tower, climbing towards the bell, but it stopped just short. Ugh, damn it! 20 points. Second attempt. Uh, come on, Avarice, get your shit together! With a large wind-up and an even larger scream, Avarice swung the hammer down quickly on the plate with every ounce of energy he had. The ball traveled up quickly the tower and hit the base of the bell. The sound rang through the hedge. You did it. Hey, that's no walk in the park. 50 points. Congratulations, player one. I'm hesitant to believe that I'll be able to do that. Yeah, tell me about it. Player two. Who's it's player two? I'm not sure. I will go. Yeah, get it over with. That's the smart thing to do. <sighs> Wish me luck. You've got this, Hank. No luck needed. With a timid <laughs> smile, Hank walked to the base of the tower and grabbed the hammer from Avaris. Momentum is just as important as pure strength here. Okay? Thank you. A moment later, Hank was winding up with the hammer, his body awkwardly shifting under the hammer's weight as Hank struggled to regain balance. The hammer landed on the plate, and the metal ball rose and fell quickly. Five points. Second attempt. It's okay, Hank. Plant your feet, Hank. You need a solid base. Momentum! With a quick nod, Hank gripped the hammer again, his palms sweating. He planted his feet into the ground and bent his knees, providing a deeper base before hoisting the hammer again. With a slight exhale of air, Hank <clears throat> brought the hammer down and the ball soared towards the top of the tower, stopping a few feet short of the bell. Yeah, that was great, Hank! Nice hit! 20 points. Player 3. Eve stepped forward. Her athletic body, more akin to a runner than a lifter, made the hammer feel weighty and heavy in her hands. She hit the plate and the ball traveled about halfway each time, winning her a total of 15 points for each hit. I'll take it. Good job, Eve. It's not too bad, Jeb. I know you can do it. Malachi had stepped forward, 
his hand shaking as he gripped the hammer's handle. He moved quickly, barely stopping to take a breath before he lifted the hammer and brought it down quickly, missing the plate altogether. Zero points. Second attempt. <sighs> that wasn't good, was it? Breathe, Malachi. It's okay. Take your time. Take my time. You can do this. Breathe. Malachi held Grace's eyes for a moment and smiled briefly before lifting the hammer above his head again. Taking a deep breath, he struck the metal plate, sending the metal ball soaring straight to the top of the tower. The ringing of the bell echoed across the open space. <laughs> yes! Malachi, you did it! Grace ran to him and threw her arms around his neck in an embrace. It seems I have. <laughs> I knew you could do it. That makes one of us. 50 points. Nice swinging! Player 5. You or me? Which would you prefer? You go. I can't yet. Okay, I'll go. You know, hey, you're gonna be okay, Jed. We're not gonna leave you behind. <laughs> you may not have a choice. We always have a choice. Grace stepped forward and gripped the handle. She smiled brightly at Malachi before swinging the hammer down, sending the metal ball flying towards the bell, ringing it easily. Damn! You made that look incredibly easy. 50 points. Second attempt. Grace took a deep breath before winding up similarly and forcing the hammer down onto the plate again, the ball climbing as seamlessly as the last time, ringing the bell before sliding back down. 50 points. Very impressive, Grace. Hey, Avaris. Still think you're gonna win. Shut it. I should have gone first. Hey, come on, Jeb. Don't think like that. Player six. Jeb stepped forward and held the hammer in their hands. The weight felt insurmountable to them at that moment. They wound up and hit the plate. Ten points. Second attempt. Nice swing, Jeb! Not good enough. At least you hit it. One more, Jeb. Jeb repeated the process and brought the hammer down onto the plate. Ten points. That's not bad, Jeb. Not bad at all. The scoreboard updated to reflect the new scores, and Jeb let out a deep sigh. <sighs> I'm in last place. That's okay. <laughs> Is it? We need to keep going. Avaris started down one of the available paths, and the others followed closely behind. Eve gripped Jeb's hand and smiled as they walked. Uh, the maze part of this test seems unnecessary. Maybe it's to wear us down. It's working. We've been walking forever. It's only been a few minutes. Yeah, basically forever. There's another clearing up ahead. What do you see? Nothing good. The sound of swirling liquid emanated from the clearing ahead, and the heat it gave off was felt immediately. Is that lava? I quit. Jeb, you can't quit! Lava? What, so they expect us to swim? Not quite. Look! Rope! We are expected to climb across. Looks like it! Oh, just might as well throw me in now. Get it over with. Jeb, listen to me. We're not leaving you behind. You're gonna get across to this thing. Let's just turn around. Go down a different path? No skipping challenges, remember? We have to keep going. So? Who's first? <laughs> I might as well. Although, will you all be too traumatized by my untimely death to continue after me? Stop saying things like that. Just being realistic. Your feet and legs to hold on and your arms to move. It'll spread the weight and make it easier. Not sure anything will make this easier. Player six, are you ready? No, but thank you for asking. Jeb slowly made their way to the edge, where the ground dropped off to reveal the swirling molten lava below. They swallowed quickly and reached up for the rope, holding it in their hands. It was rough, and Jeb knew this wasn't going to be comfortable. Before they could talk themselves out of it, they hoisted their legs up onto the rope and began slowly inching across the expanse. That's it, Jeb. You've got this. Shh! Concentrating here! Inch by inch, Jeb moved across the rope, the heat from below rising up and enveloping their entire body. Sweat dripped across their face. You are nearly there. I should hope so. I've been upside down for a year now. You're exaggerating again. <laughs> Helps me take my mind off the pit of death below me. 
Well, could you move faster? We only have an hour and you just took up ten minutes of it. Shh. They're going as fast as they can. Carefully, Jeb made it across and dropped to their feet, safely on the other side. <sighs> oh, thank gods. You're safe. <laughs> Wasn't too hard. 30 points. Come on, come on. We have to keep moving. Time is running out. And quickly, one by one, they gripped the rope and made their way across. Avaris swung across, qui swung across quickly, gathering 40 more points, while Eve, with her agile body, snuck across the rope upside down at a speed that was almost unbelievable, earning herself 50 points. Hank moved carefully, taking his time, but ultimately earning 25 points. Grace had just reached the halfway point of the rope when she stopped, fear building in her eyes. What is it, Grace? Gee, what's wrong? The rope here. It's beginning to burn through. It's barely held together. Get off that rope now, Grace. Uh, hurry! She scrambled to push forward at a steady pace, her eyes darting back to the weak spot, constantly waiting for the worst. You're almost here! It's coming loose! Faster, G! Come on! Uh, the rope began to falter with every move she made. Keep going! I'm trying! The rope snapped. Grace held onto her side of the rope as it swung down. Her entire body slammed against the side of the cliff. She gripped tightly and winced as pain radiated across her body. The others called out to her as she managed to calm her swinging. As she managed to calm her swinging form and assess her situation, she hung approximately 20 feet She hung approximately 20 feet below the edge of the cliff where her friend stood safely. Gee! Grace! The others rushed to the edge and looked down at Grace as she swung above the lava. I'm okay. Eve, help me grab the rope. No! Are you crazy? She's stuck down there. We can't help the other players physically. She'll be eliminated and so will we. Damn it. Gee, you have to climb. Yeah. yeah. Grace felt the rough <sighs> fibers of the rope dig into her hand. She knew she had to be bleeding, but she forced the pain down. Situating her feet against the wall of the cavern, she began to climb. Each movement was a vicious burn in her hands, and an even crueler stinging in her muscles. Her breathing became labored, and with each additional move, she let out a hiss of pain. You're almost here, G! Come on! Uh, I can't... Come on, G! Don't give up! Please! Grace, be strong, please. You have to be strong. It hurts! I know. I know, but you can't stop. You're almost there. Grace caught Malachi's eyes from the other side of the pit, and he nodded encouragingly to her. She took a deep breath and forced herself to move, blood <sighs> trailing down the rope from where her hands were placed. She cried out as she gripped the edge of the cavern and pulled herself up and over to safety. <sighs> She's okay. You scared us there. I scared myself. Are you all right? I think so. Jesus. The rope. Your hands. I'm fine. It doesn't matter. No, you're not. We need to wrap these up. Avaris made quick work, ripping the bottom half of his shirt into two strips of fabric and wrapping Grace's palms. 30 points. 30 points? Are you kidding? She deserves 100 for that. I guess it's timed. Wait, Malika. I know. We'll figure out how to get you across. You can't help me physically. And I can't skip this challenge. Malachi? No. I know what you're thinking, and no. You have to keep going. The clock is running out. We're not going anywhere without you. You have to, Grace. I'm not getting across anytime soon, and you need to reach the end before time is out. We're not leaving you. Yes, you are. Avaris, get them out of here. Yeah. Come on, guys. We have to go. Player four, are you ready? What are you gonna do? I'll figure it out. But you need to get going now, or you're not going to uh, make no! it. No! No! Malika, we can't... We can't leave you! Come on, G! He'll meet us at the finish line soon. You... Shit. You find a way across, you hear me? Don't you dare give up! I won't. Swear to me! I swear, Grace. Please, go. See you soon, friend. Come on, guys. We're running out of time. 
With forlorn glances back across the cavern, they filed out of the clearing and into the maze. Grace paused for a moment longer at the entrance to the path and looked back at Malachi. He offered her a reassuring nod and a soft smile before she turned and entered the maze. The five members who made it across moved silently through the maze. We had to leave. He was right. There can't be much time left, and we have no idea if there's another challenge. I'll make it across, G. He will. Smart. Isn't a challenge of wit, Hank. We already had that. Chin up. There's another clearing ahead. They filed into the open area. The only thing standing in the center was a screen that read the scores. In first place, Grace, with 130 points. Congrats, G. In second place, with 110 points, Avaris. Third place, E, with 70 points. In fourth place, Hank, with 45 points. And tied for last place at 50 points is Jeb and Malachi. <laughs> tied with someone who couldn't even complete the final task. Yeah, that sounds about right. What does that mean? What does a tie mean? Third task in progress. Third task? What the hell? What's going on? Stay on your toes, people! Could mean anything. They whipped their heads around quickly, waiting for something to happen. But nothing did. What's going on? Third task completed. Recalculating scores. What did we do? Nothing! In first place, Malachi with 200 points. He made it across! No, 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 <laughs> that was the second task! It said the third task was in progress! He had to complete another task. Miss me? Oh my god, Malachi! Eve, Grace, and Hank rushed forward to embrace Malachi. Avaris gave him a solid pat on the back as Malachi let out a long sigh of relief and sunk into the embrace. What happened? Not long after you left, I was trying to figure out if I could swing across with the half of the rope that was on my side. I wasn't having any luck, but then a bridge just kind of appeared. A bridge? That seems like cheating. Sometimes the only way you can save others is by having the strength to let them go. Oh. You had to let us all go on without you. Apparently. You had the strength to lose. But if you've won, that means Jeb. It's okay. I knew it was going to happen. You don't know what they meant by it, Jeb. You don't know. I'm eliminated. <laughs> They said it. It's okay. The scoreboard flashed, revealing the new standings, as Jeb and the others looked on. Moments later, the scoreboard was replaced by a large, shining orange portal. Go on! There's nothing stopping you from coming with us. Come on, Jeb. What if it doesn't let me through? What if I get ripped up into tiny pieces? You can't stay here. Let's go. Together. Malachi reached a handout for Jeb, who gripped it tightly. They all grabbed Eves with their free hand, and with a deep breath, they all stepped through. Lightness, then darkness, then light again. Their eyes adjusted to their surroundings. They heard it before they saw it. The crash of waves. Over the cliff's edge, where there had been nothing but grass-covered expanse, sat a large body of water, spanning as far as their eyes could see. Jeb! Jeb! I'm here! I'm okay! Oh... Thank gods! But I don't get it. I was last. Perhaps we misunderstood the message. There's an ocean now. This world keeps expanding. If I wasn't terrified, I'd think this was beautiful. We can find beauty in the terrifying. How else will we survive? Well, there's orange on my wristband now. Looking down at their metallic accessories, they noticed a thin band of orange had joined the other array of colors. Except one band did not have a new addition. I... I didn't get orange. That's okay, right? At least you're still here. The colors obviously mean something and I didn't get this one. It could be a simple scoreboard to let us know which tasks we've completed. Or it could mean life and death. Don't think like that. You're still with us. And that's what, what matters. Every... What does everyone remember this time? Wait. I, uh... I think I remember the moment before I was taken. It's weird. It's like I'm watching a movie. Not reliving a memory. I was in a, a pub. 
just relaxing. I was tired, I think. And that's when it went dark. Uh, I, I was in an office, talking to someone. I, I can't quite make it out. I was in a carriage. It was cold. A carriage? I think so. What do you remember, Varus? I was in the woods. I think something attacked me. I can see bright lights, like I was under some sort of machine. Jeb, what do you remember? Nothing. I remember absolutely nothing. End. Bum, bum, bum. Oh, oh my god. It's that uh, hurt. We, we, we were completely wrong. Uh, this is this, they're playing the squid games. I'm, I'm, speaking, so, I'm yeah. so glad they didn't die, but like, what uh, about who the tasks are for? Because I thought yeah. the color no, corresponds. Wait, guys, uh -huh. I have a theory. I have a theory. Wait, it's this was it's okay. not for orange, it's for I red and yellow. Ah. It's the the task is red and yellow. They were the ones. But then, oh, when yeah. do the secondary mm. colors get their challenges? Damn. And green was for green, and green did the secondary get. color. True. It was true. It was for mm. true. True green. Well, oh. still. So I don't oh. understand because it seemed like Avaris was just like pretty good at this one. It's true. Even though it was his color. Well, no, also, just, also, they... even though Grace kicked my ass. Yeah. Also, you like you weren't even the best at it, so you were just no, kind of like, right. I don't how how is this my portal? I feel fucking gypped. <laughs> Android Grace. <laughs> I, I would like to propose the theory, maybe that okay, since we've got two colors combining, uh, they, like red and yellow made orange. This was like the most challenging thing for them, and they had to like work through shit. What if there's multicolored portals coming? Where like orange will get a challenge, but it'll be like a challenge for like orange and and pink, like those maybe I don't know. Ooh. I just ah, because yeah, I don't know. This wasn't really a challenge for orange. He just. He just did his thing. <laughs> I, I, I barked orders and God showed up. That That's really all I did here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think you will have your big hero moment. And also, if I may interject, speaking of squid-related things, uh, we did have a resub on Twitch from Squidney Fancy Sun. Subscribe for the third month in a row. Woo! I do believe that we all owe Squidney a heart. Attempting to make a hand heart for you, but my angle is terrible, so you'll have to accept this. <laughs> if they don't accept it, I will beat them up on your behalf, Grant. Ooh. Ouch, because Meredith. We're all actors. We're all actors. It's all part of the. It's all part of the acting. All part of the uh, show. <laughs> uh, oh, our producer. Our producer did point out that Grant's hand heart was actually pretty anatomically correct. So you should be proud of you. Good cool. Time. My I hands know Grant's how to again. make the beating, pulsing thing inside of our bodies, not the actual <laughs> thing that means love. That's, that's wonderful. I, you that's know what? Wonderful. You know what? If you just, if someone just showed up and like gave me like a human heart, I think that would say love way more than like the actual, like the heart shape to be frank. Like I would True. mummify it and I would keep it for good luck. So anyway, let's talk about that episode. <laughs> stress. <laughs> so much so so stress. What do you think <laughs> about the prediction of of multiple portals as a as a thing? Do you what what do you think is gonna happen to poor yellow Nicole if you are listening? You really did make yellow baby. They Why? came for baby. Meredith, you spoke too soon. <laughs> you predicted this week's episode. You saw the script. I called it a lot. So oh, no. It wasn't her spiting you. Yeah, it's actually not a secret that I, I do get the scripts ahead of time because it, uh... it helps me make questions for you before and after. You so knew. That's always been. But Weird. in fairness, I always thought yellow was baby even before this. I mean, so, I'm sure. If I had to predict who was gonna die, I would have predicted blue or yellow too. 
like in in line with I think what Grant said because it's like it makes sense for it's like tropey. It, like it's yeah it's mm-hmm. tropey you get the most trope for your butt. So do you yeah. think now that the stakes have started becoming more life and death? Do you think this is like I love that they all came together at the end, but do you think oh, yeah. toward it's going to start unraveling, or do you think they're going to get closer together? I mean, I can only speak from Orange's perspective because he started off as like the loud one that nobody really wanted to listen to, argued with Eve all the time. Um, it's like Orange had some really strong moments with Grace and Malachi specifically. So that shows me that at least some folks are going to get closer together, but some folks are going to start pissing each other off. And I'm sensing potential division in division in the group here, not just for like tactics, but like actual like socio emotional divisions. I could see that happening. I feel like they've, they've all bonded pretty well. So I think if there's just like some external force i think they're going to be pretty strong against that but it's pretty clear that like you know malachi and grace are becoming really close so if like something were to occur mm-hmm. where like spe- okay specifically i mean we just almost had to sacrifice malachi but like if specifically like oh we got to sacrifice grace and orange is in favor of it then like malachi is not going to stand for that and like that could really easily split them apart oh because yeah because there's definitely like there's they're all bonded pretty well but there's definitely like an imbalance of how much they care about specific people and so if any pressure is put on like any one point i could see them turning against each other to protect right. their like person that they're closest with because yeah. there's they're starting to be kind of like ship teasing between red and and blue and mm-hmm. green and yellow have a very siblingy dynamic yeah Did. which um, makes which makes everything like about yellow not remembering anything after this point like super sad because Did. like this is this is the only family you've got right now. It seems like there's a pause because of um, this. Yeah. Did Avaris get a orange band? Because if I remember correctly, uh, Malachi didn't get the red in the first portal. Yeah. Afterwards. According to oh, the yeah. script, it, according to the script, it seems like I got the orange one. Yeah. Because I remember something. Did Eve get green? Yeah, I got the green. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So uh, it specifically said I didn't get the red one. I remember. Ah, that. so you you probably didn't pass, and, and we'll uh, I guess we'll yeah. figure out. If no, but a- remember, because literally the whole thing we were yeah. talking about after that one was like, oh, like red had that specific moment of bravery, which is why yeah. we initially thought that the portals aligned to the person who the challenge was for, and then it seemed like that mostly lined up with the second one because even though pink was doing the whole checkerboard flag thing green ended up saving the day but now after this one i just don't know <laughs> what if so i might be in trouble a, with yellow who doesn't have a red strip i yeah it's me but you did remember red your name because if you like failed, yeah yeah i remember then like yeah. you didn't remember your name mm, well, interesting if you think, <laughs> very confused if you brain small <laughs> We do have to start wrapping this up. Um, so if you've got any final final comments, that same goes for you, chat. Uh, any other final? Is it possible that there is no pattern specifically because they're just screwing with them? Probably. We're Definitely. trying, I mean, we're all very, very, very human. Last I checked and human, you know, we, we're all very much programmed to look for patterns. And I think that some of this is Nicole is, just in our heads being like haha no pattern you're all you. looking for patterns but none of you were get patterns it was me dio and the more you call <laughs> me out on messing with your predictions the harder i will mess with them <laughs> look nicole can do whatever they oh, want oh i know just oh, leave I know. just leave yellow alone don't touch bring yellow. back baby don't, don't eat the cinnamon roll don't just eat the shatter in the fourth wall. Just, just doing my job. Shatter in the fourth what wall. We, it's what we do best Full here. Cook at... doesn't have a fourth wall. Yeah, it's... Oh, good! We took it I down. My people. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah, we I haven't... I found my people. We, we haven't had a... I don't think we've even had a... a... I don't think we have any walls. We've, had, we've never <laughs> had a fourth wall since this, since this whole thing started. I set it on fire because of course I did. Anyway, speaking of cold cuts, cold cut is based on an original idea by our writing partner, Declan Grogan. Music by Vincenzo Torsiello. Hub is written by Nicole Tuttle and edited by Mariah Clawson. We do this every Saturday at 8 p.m. 
Eastern Standard Time. And every Tuesday, we put the videos up on YouTube and they are also available on our Twitch channel where the majority of you are watching this right now. Uh, we also put the audio up as an audio drama on all streaming platforms. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media sites at Platform Prodco, P-L-A-T-F-R-O-M-P-R-O-D-C-O for more. And we will see and mentally torture you next time.